listen to podcasts of Joe Walsh and Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Top of the morning, Dan and Amy. Well, uh, the market went negative for the year yesterday after a major sell-off the last couple of days. But uh, Still licking your wounds? Uh, it was not, has not been pleasant. Uh, it's time to put your money in cash or boost your holdings in cash for equity investors. So says Goldman Sachs. Not that I listen to Goldman Sachs because I despise them. But uh, uh, but yet you quote them anyway. Well, I'm just yes, telling you what a lot of people rely on. They rely on pronouncements from the Goldman Sachs and the Morgan Stanleys of the world. I rely on pronouncements from the Larry Kudlow's of the world who said, yes. cool hand that he is, corrections come and go, uh, but uh, fears of a recession are nonsense. Recession is so far in the distance, I can't see it, oh. said Kudlow. Keep the faith. It's a very strong economy. For more on this and whether or not Mr. Moore agrees with Mr. Kudlow, we're pleased to be joined by CNN Chief Economist, Wall Street Journal columnist Stephen Moore. Thanks, Steve, for joining us. Appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving. Hi. Good morning, guys. Thank, happy Thanksgiving. And by the way, how could I possibly contradict the guy who wrote the forward to my book, uh, Trumponomics? I mean, obviously, I agree with Larry. And look, I think this kind of panic talk that we are hearing lately is so absurd. I mean, the economy, the fundamentals of the U.S. economy are so strong now. You look at construction, you look at manufacturing, you look at industrial production, you look at consumer confidence. I, I mean, it's hard to point to a single factor that isn't positive about the economy. Why anybody would ever listen to a Goldman Sachs economist? I mean, they, they've called eight of the last two recessions, right? Yeah, there and you go. so they're, they're always bearish. But, but no, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident the futures are up this morning. Um, Look, the high-tech stocks probably ran a bit ahead of themselves. I mean, Apple and Amazon have market caps of a trillion dollars, which is, you know, greater than the GDP of most countries. So, uh, you know, there was – and by the way, I think these – I have to say just as an aside, I think some of these companies like Google and some of these comp- companies like Facebook have really taken it on the chin. I think they're being hurt by their – political left-wing leanings i know i don't use the, i don't use facebook anymore i don't i try to avoid using google i you know they, they are so left-wing and they have an ideology that is so contrary to, to my own values um i think that their left-wing corporate culture has come back and bit them right in the ass well and the other thing too with facebook specifically is there's tumult in the top ranks uh cheryl sandberg is on the hot seat right now the coo who's appeared before congress and she as uh, this is great, I love this. New York Marketing University professor described Sheryl Sandberg as having a brand that was being manicured with the same resources and care as the gardens of Tokyo. Um, but uh, that is coming apart now because of admissions about uh, mistakes that were made at Facebook, re- resignations yep. over those mistakes with respect to Russian propagandizing in their system and the like. And so uh, Facebook's you know is on shaky ground in terms of executive leadership. So that's not helping the stock price either. Well, I think that's right, and maybe we're not becoming the United States of Google after all. And, you know, there's a lot of competition out there in, in the high-tech industries. And so, but look, yeah, I, this is the day before Thanksgiving. I'm not going to be bearish. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a turkey. I'm going to be, I'm going to be very uh, bullish today. I, I think, you know, there's a lot of people make the mistake. Every time we have one of these corrections in the stock market, people get afraid and they start selling their stock. This is the last time, this is the last kind of period you want to, sell your stocks you don't want to sell low you want to sell high you know i actually i i 
bought stocks this morning because I think that the prices are are, are bargains. I mean, earnings. To, to again quote my good friend Larry Kudlow, you know, earnings and profits are the mother's milk of the stock market, and that's the other kind of confounding thing about this uh, this. Uh, you know, sell-off is that earnings have been very good for companies. They're up 20% on average for, for uh, many of the Fortune 500 companies. So I, just, I think there was just kind of a panic. By the way, I agree with Trump that the Fed has acted hastily, that they have taken the punch ball prematurely away from this party. There is no inflation out there. If you look at, you know, the price of oil, you look at the price of uh, commodities, they've been falling, not rising. I think there's this kind of uh, phantom inflation out there. That, and I believe they're trying to, they believe that growth causes inflation, and they're wrong about that. Growth causes less inflation and more goods and services. Do you think President Trump and comments that he's made are affecting the Dow, affecting the stock markets in general? I mean, yesterday he made a comment about Saudi Arabia and, you know, right. America first. Do you think that yep. have played any part in it? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I, there's two views of foreign policy, and I'm not a foreign policy expert, but, but I do have a position on here. There's the idealistic view of the world that everyone's wonderful and everyone loves America and, uh, you know, that, that everything's going to be hockey-dory. And there's the realist view. The realist view is that there are bad people in the world, and there's a lot of bad people in the Middle East. And is this Saudi prince an angel? Hell no, he's not an angel. He's probably a criminal. But you know what? He's probably better than the alternative, right? And, and a realist looks at the world as it is, not as the way we would want it to be. And Trump is basically saying, look, what are you going to get if you get rid of the prince? You're going to probably get somebody who, uh, look, we are, this is all about Iran. It's about Israel. It's about maintaining the stability of the Middle East. And uh, I, I find myself in agreement with Trump. I mean, what are we going to do? Allow the oil price to go up to $80 a barrel, cancel $300 billion of American orders that would put hundreds of thousands of Americans out of work? because we don't like the Saudi Arabian prince. I mean, I just think that's a stupid way of looking at the world. And we, we should, we, look, I, Donald Trump doesn't have his eyes closed. He's pissed at the Saudi prince. He's like, you idiot. How could you do something that stupid and that, and that immoral? But it, the world is as it is. And I think we should be realists, not idealists, because the idealists are the ones who always get us into trouble. Well, uh, how about being a realist with respect to China? Because more than Trump's pronouncements, uh, his uh, tariff-first uh, geopolitical uh, <laughs> trade policy it seems to me uh, one of the concerns for the jitters on Wall Street. Yeah, you know, that is that is true. By the way, Dan, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to persuade you on China, am I? Well, <laughs> look, I not think on China's a bad actor. I think yeah. they, that this is the right time to be picking a fight with China. And you, you're right that this is what's caused the jitters in the in the stock market. But my opinion is number one, this is a this is a trade war we have to win. That Trump cannot stand down. That we are in a cold war with China, and they're they're a bad actor on the international scene. And number two, if and when Trump gets this trade deal done, Dan, you're going to eat your words, my friend, because the stock market's <laughs> going to soar like a rocket. We're going to go through Dow thirty thousand. Okay, well, when the deal oh, okay. gets done, chop chop. You know, I'm, yeah, uh, I'm looking happen? forward to that. Yeah. How long do we have to wait for that? Uh, well, that's the question, maybe. Yeah. I don't know the answer. I don't know if it's coming in two months. I think they're meeting what next uh, later this month. Yeah. I think there's some yes, negotiations. I don't. I, to be, be truthful, I don't think anything's going to come out of that. You're asking me, Amy, when is when is Beijing going to start to capitulate? Because that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to start making some concessions to Trump. 
And right now they don't seem in the mode of thinking of doing that. But these, these tariffs, you're right, Dan, they've hurt us, but, boy, they've killed the Chinese economy. They can't live with these tariffs. They need to be have access to America's consumer market. If they come around, by the way, Dan, you tell me what, what kind of uh, uh, demand that Donald Trump is making of, of, uh, of the, uh, of the uh, Chinese that is unreasonable. I mean, we're just saying stop cheating. Stop stealing. No, Open up your markets to us like we've opened up, uh, you know, our markets to you. Those seem to be very reasonable demands. They're reasonable. I just don't think punishing American consumers is the way to try to uh, get well, okay. a, a, a agreement point. on the demand. That's a fair point. I'm going to put you down as a unilateral free trader. I am a unilateral free trader. I am. <laughs> okay. uh, no question. Yeah, I own it. Okay. <laughs> um, you now, know, Dan and I very seldom uh, disagree, Amy, but this is one that we do. I just, I think we've got to use the threat of tariffs to get China to behave itself. All right. Well, uh, how do we Wait, get? I think Amy. I think Amy has to uh, cast the tie-breaking vote here. Amy, uh, I'm going with Dan Prof. Yeah, see more you lose. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, let, I'm let, no dummy. <laughs> let, let me ask you this, Steve. How do we get billionaire hedge funds operators in line? I, I, I the the lack of pushback against somebody like Ray Dalio, who is the you know the founder of Bridgewater, the the biggest hedge fund in yeah. the world saying that capitalism doesn't work for the majority of Americans. I'm so sick of people <laughs> it who... It sure have, has worked for him. <laughs> you know, well, exactly. I, and I'm just tired of it. And then we don't get pushback on CNBC, on Fox Business, from the leading lights of economic thought and the conservative uh, free market end. And Ray Dalio, you, it, he's talking about the wealth disparity. You can talk about all those things, and they, there are real issues, and there are ways to address them. Impugning capitalism... Uh, by saying the capitalism as America practices it, which is not true capitalism, is the problem, rather than government intervention being the problem, and this neo-mercantilism that the left and some on the right want to practice is the problem of well, government getting you involved know, you're in exactly markets, right. and what is it about holding these, um, to account about these uh, people who've made billions of dollars, like George Soros and other hedge fund managers that, that hate the capitalist system that made the money in the first place. I mean, you know, talk about ingrates. Maybe they should just be thankful for America. And by the way, you know, wages are rising for lower income Americans. Trump, Trump's, uh, you know, pro-capitalism, pro-America policies are working. So maybe you should just shut up and praise America. Honestly, I'm just so sick of listening to these people, and we. I am too. On these, on our side, in addition and by to. By the way, if he cares so much about poor people, why doesn't he, you know, do what the Bible says and give all his money to the poor and, and shut the heck up? Well, I don't even, I don't even care about that. I don't even care about you know the like give 99 percent of your wealth away like Buffett and Gates and the rest of them. Right. Impugning the way you got to your position and you know and and burning the bridge behind you is such nonsense. And since you have access to Cudlow, if you, wait, 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 yeah, a second, wait, know, a second, wait, 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 you have access yeah. to Cudlow. You have access to Trump. I'd like okay. to. See, I'd like to see President Trump start picking on these billionaire hypocrites like Ray Dalio. I, I'm with you on that. And, and what I was going to say is, the best thing to do about hypocrites like him and Soros is just buy them a one-way ticket uh, to Caracas, Venezuela, and see how they like the alternative of capitalism. There you go. He is Steve Moore, Wall Street <laughs> Journal columnist, chief economist for CNN. Steve. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Have a great one. Take you, care. Yeah, you too. And he joined us on our turn.